God, I thank you so much for today, God. I just thank you that we can come together and worship you, God. I thank you that it is so, God, that you have spoken and it is so. We just worship you and praise you today. In Jesus' name, amen. You guys can go and have a seat. If you have room next to you, I just ask that you would scoot over so we can make sure we have enough room. We are a full house because we have, as you know, if you're here to watch the uh, Free Generation Christmas play, um, it's a full house day, which I'm super excited about. They've been working really, really hard. I'm really proud of them. Um, before we get started, let me introduce myself. Uh, my name is Ladina. I am one of the assistant pastors here at Free Church. I am over our Free Generation ministry, and so what that looks like is I oversee young adults youth and kids, and I have amazing leaders in all three of those um, areas. Um, I also serve as the youth pastor here at Free Church as well, so it's just been fun to watch this play take form. Um, before we kick off today's uh, events, I want to have, have a couple announcements. The first one is, is New Year's. We are not having church Sunday morning because we know we're going to just be ringing in 2023. I'm not going to say what we said about 2020 because we all know how that happened. But 2023, we are going to be having services downtown at the Ike Box at 630. And so we're not having services here in the morning, but we will be having them downtown, kick off the new year downtown. If you've never been to a downtown service, you need to come. It is so amazing. We have worship, a short word, and we spend a lot of time just praying and just worshiping God in that space that God has provided. It's really amazing. We are also, we um, are really want to be intentional about things we do here at Free Church. And so we have set times to do water baptisms. And so our next water baptism is going to be January 8th. It's a Sunday. And if you are interested in being baptized, if you've never been baptized, um, what baptism is is an outward expression of something that has happened in your heart and you want to share it with your friends, your family, your community, um, please sign up with the, in the app. We will be having those services on January 8th. So I have just something, a little short thing I want to share with you as the Free Generation Director, Pastor, whatever I am, as Ladina. Um, I have something I just want to share with you that God's been really pressing on my heart. Um, but you guys can relax because Pastor Anthony tied up our giving services. I'm not going to talk about money, so we can just go. <sighs> I can't hear you. There we go. All right. But don't worry. We're talking about something else. It's going to be great. Um, but Free Generation is an amazing place to serve. It is what I have come to know is one of the hardest yet most rewarding ministries there is. And I'm not like trying to car man you, so just listen with an open heart because this is my heart. Some of you guys may not know, but about eight or nine years ago, I was the youth pastor of this church when we were in a different location. And God called me away for a season and, and then brought me back. And I told Pastor Anthony, I said, being 29, you know, it's really hard to have to do this again. Um, at such a young age. But so over the years, if you've ever served in kids' ministry, in youth ministry, in young adults' ministry, you know that we only have these students for a moment. As a kids' teacher, as a youth leader, as a young adult leader, we only get a moment with these students and with these young adults. And I have watched over the years students walk through hard times. I've been able to be a part of that. I've watched students walk away from the faith completely after God, like, 
gave you words that speak over them and, and all these things and watching them walk away can literally just rip you out inside. I have watched peop, uh, students stay faithful and just press through and have seen them grow to do amazing things. I have seen students come back to the faith as adults. And so as a free generation ministry person, you know that when you're sharing the gospel, even with babies in nursery and you're holding them and praying over them or the twos and threes, you're literally just like throwing seeds everywhere, just trying to get as many out there as you can because you know you only have a short time. And I'm excited to be able to have this service because God really um, wanted me at, and us as a church to honor some of these people that serve in kids' ministry. So we're going to need the house lights on a little bit. I didn't tell Chamber, sorry. A little bit up if we can get them up. Because when I call your name, I want you to stand up. And I'm sorry if this is, well, I'm not sorry if this is awkward. But I'm just do it anyways, okay? So the first people I want to introduce as free generation leaders are Tim and Kara. And they're in the back. So everybody, yes. They, they lead our young adults ministry. They have taken that on. They are doing the small group. They are over the young adults program here at Free Church, and it takes guts to do that. It's a hard, hard ministry, but it's, they're doing a great job. Um, the next person is not here. His whole family is sick is Spencer, but let's give it up for Spencer. He's our high school boy leader. Um, the next person is Caleb, and he's in the nerd nest hiding right now. Or no, where is he? Is he up there? You have to stand up, Caleb. Thank you. All right. Um, he does middle school. He took over middle school, and we've really broken the program down to even be able to focus more on the students at their level, which has been really awesome. The next person is Patience. She's taken over. She's taken over the high school girls small group. She's done an amazing job. Um, and then Kat, I don't know if she's here. Is she here? Kat? She's not here, but she is one of our. Yes. She is one of our middle school um, girl leaders, and my daughter was in her group for a long time and just loved being a part of that. She does a great job. The next person is Stephanie. Actually, stay standing if I called your name. Um, Stephanie, she is our middle school leader. She helps on the back end of stuff. She is an intern, so she is doing a great job. She plans everything. Um, the next person that's come on the youth team, um, he's new. His name is Alex. And he's filling it out. I just said you have to stay standing. <laughs> All right. Come on, guys. Don't embarrass me. Um, he's come on new. He's just filling it out, filling out where he wants to be in our youth program. He's doing a great job with the high school boys um, group. And so the next person, I'm, go I'm getting there. Sorry. The next person is Ryan. He's my husband. He's right here with the camera. Um, he does our worship. He is so supportive in everything that I do. He does whatever we need and ask. He's last minute. He has a cable for any kind of device you need to charge. So that is important. Um, the next person I really want to honor is Lynn. He's somewhere. Where is he? On the floor. Stand up. Um, Lynn has taken over our kids program as the kids director. He's doing an amazing job. He is one of the most amazing leaders I've been able to serve with. He jumps in. He does things that need to get done. And I'm so honored to serve with him um, as well. If, but I also, I know that the volunteers, these guys are volunteers, but the volunteers that work in the classes are the backbones of our ministries. And so if you volunteer in kids church at all, 
please stand up also. So if you've worked in nursery, if you work with any of the children, any classes, stand up. I know who you are, so I will call your name out if you're not standing. Okay, so we're going to pray over these leaders as a church because working in this ministry is very, very hard and very, very challenging. So Pastor Anthony is going to pray as a church, and I just want you to agree with us as we pray over them, and just, I just want to thank you guys for all your service. Let's just, again, thank them for all the hard work and all the service that they put in. So, stay standing, and then if you guys, if you're standing near one of these helpers, if you could lay hands on them, or extend your hands their direction, let's uh, pray over them. Uh, God, we thank you for these people who are willing, um, men and women who are willing to serve uh, this generation, God, um, for those who are willing to serve babies and toddlers, God, and preschoolers and grade schoolers, and God, even middle schoolers, especially, thank you for them. Lord, thank you for those willing to serve high schoolers and young adults, Lord Jesus. I pray that you would give each of these servant leaders patience, give them grace, God. I pray that you would give them strength to be able to do what you've called them to do, but more so, I ask that you would give them words of wisdom to speak over the lives of young people when they're hurting, when they feel lost or confused. God, your word tells us to raise up these young people in the ways that they should go so that when they are old, they will not depart. So God, I pray that you would give us the words and the things to do and the words to say uh, to be able to raise them in the ways that you want them to go, not us. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Pastor Anthony. Um, you guys can go and have a seat. Again, I just want to say thank you for all your guys' hard work. Um, Today, like I said, I just have something really short to share with you because we have our kid, little ones in the back, and I know their attention span is probably longer than some of, the, some of us, but I just want to be aware of that. And so kids are making noise. We love kids here, so just know that it doesn't matter. Um, but as I was asking God, like, what do you want me to share about free generation? What can I share? It's not about giving, but um, what can I share about that? What can I share today? God just really... I was like, what joyful Christmas message can I share, God? And God's like, we need to get down to business. I'm like, oh, good. They're going to be so happy to hear that. Um, but this is what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about preparing for this next generation. Um, and so as a leader, I put a lot of pressure that no one else puts on myself. And I know a lot of us put a lot of pressure on ourselves, maybe to have it all together, to get everything right, to do everything perfect. Um, but over this last couple of months, I've really just been feeling, I guess, the way Pastor Anthony described it when he deflated the balloon, like deflated. I've just been kind of feeling deflated this last few months of just like all the different things that are going on and different things we have going. I've just not been taking care of myself. And God really, I was like, why are we doing this? Why am I doing this, God? What is the purpose of this? And God really showed me that last Sunday. Um, I had a youth student that I hadn't seen in a long time come to church. And God used that student to be like, this is why you're doing this. Because no matter what you think you're doing wrong, I have it under control. Like, it just reminded me, this is why we do what we do. And it got me to thinking about what I want to share with you. It got me thinking about this next generation. And when I say this next generation, I'm not talking about the church of tomorrow. Because in my heart, I know that these students, these young leaders... These little kids back there are the church of today. I don't look at them like, oh, what are they going to do in the future? I look at what are they going to do now because they have so much influence. Even little ones have so much influence in, in different circles that they, 
that they run in, and it's like, okay, wh what can we do to prepare them for the now? Yes, they're the future, but they're also the church of now. And what are we leaving with them? And what are we leaving with them? So when we, when we leave, and when they're ready to take on the mantle of, you know, church stuff, adulthood or whatever, is the foundations that we've been building for them, is it going to stand for them? Or is it going to fall? Are we setting them up for failure because we're not doing what God's called us to do? I know, full of Christmas joy. That's me. Um, but we're going to look at Luke 6, 46 through 49. And, Luke, and the verse 46 says, Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and, do not, and not do what I tell you? Everyone who comes to me and hears my words and does them, I will show you what he is like. He is like a man building his house who dug deep and laid the foundation on the rock. And when the floods arose, the stream broke against the house and could not shake it because it had been well built. But the one who hears and does not do th them is like the man who built his house on the ground without a foundation. When the streams broke against it, immediately it fell and the ruin of the house was great. And this passage is actually following up some of the Beatitudes. It's some different encounters. There's one in Matthew. This is in Luke. But um, it's following up the Beatitudes. So Jesus had just got done telling them, this is how we, the disciples, you know, this is how we need to be living. This is how and what we need to do. So he's like, why do you call me Lord, Lord, and not do what I tell you? Everyone who comes to me and hears my words and does them, I will show you what he's like. And if we call ourselves Christian and we say, God, I want to give you my life, that means that we are giving him authority over our beings. And Jesus is asking this questions. And if we look up right above this passage, it's actually talking about the fruits and the tree. If a tree is bearing fruit, if a tree is not bearing fruit. Um, and that is what it's talking about. Lord is in our life, and we are giving him power and authority over our life. And in 1 Corinthians 6, 19 through 20, it says, Or do you not know your body is a temple? of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have from God. You are not your own. You were bought with a price, so glorify God with your body. So what is this telling us? This is telling us that if we say, God, I want you in my life, we, our body belongs to him. And I really, I found this, um, this quote or this passage or this, this way that this was worded was so amazing to me. So I'm going to read it um, because I want to get every word right. It says, every soul which he breathed the breath of life shares the breath of God. That is why his power is available to all. But the expectation is greater for those who call Lord because of our confession. We have been bought with a great price, which is the precious blood of Jesus. And I know Christmas is we are celebrating the birth of Jesus but I can't look at this manger scene. I can't think about this little baby Jesus that came to earth without thinking about Easter. That's just where my mind goes. Because this baby came to pay a price. And this baby came so that we could have a relationship with God. So that we could spend eternity with him. And the nails that he bore and the, and the pain that he suffered unjustly because he did not deserve it we deserved it he gave it freely to us the gift to receive of salvation he defeated sin hell satan death so that we 
didn't have to pay that price. He went to the cross so we didn't have to pay that price. His love was so great for us today. And I know that maybe some of you came to watch your student do one line in a play, Holly. Um, she sent me something real funny this week. But I know that that's why some of you guys came is to watch your student in the play. But let me just tell you that God is not surprised that you're here. And he knew that you were coming today. And he knew that he had places on my heart to say, today is a day of salvation. And so while we watched this play, this reenactment with some funny parts, this is the story of our Savior. This is a story of how Jesus brought salvation for us. It's for all of us, not just for the elect or the few, but it's for every person who calls on the name of the Lord. And if you're here today, it wasn't by accident. God is here and he's waiting for you to call on his name. He is waiting for you to answer the call that he's been just knocking at your door. This is just another opportunity for you to say, okay, I hear it, God. Okay, that's me. I need to give my life to Christ. And some of you guys came to this play because your kids asked you to, maybe your grandparents or your step-parents, but I am here to tell you that you being in this chair is an answered prayer that they have been praying for you because they know that the price of salvation, they know what the cost was, and they want to spend eternity with their parents, grandparents, step-parents, whoever you are today to these students, they want to spend eternity with you. And you being here, just hearing the simple gospel truth is an answer to their prayer that they have been praying for you. And so I just want you guys, as we watch this play and as we get ready to watch this, to have that openness and, and hear and listen to what God is calling. Because it is not an accident that you are here. Um, the next section of this that we are going to be talking about is for those of you who have called on the name of Christ. So the first part is maybe you've never accepted Jesus as your Savior. Maybe you've never given him complete authority over your life. Today is the day to do that. Um, this next part is going to be, um, for those of us who have, what do we do with that? And how can we support free generation? How can we support this next generation? Um, I'm going to read the last part of Luke 47, because it says, Everyone who comes to me and hears my word and does them, I will show you what he's like. It says, He is like a man building a house who dug deep and laid the foundation on the rock. And when the floods arose and the stream broke against the house, it could not shake it because it had been well built. And I have heard this song. We've sang it. You know, the wise man builds his house upon the rock. Wait, the wise man builds his house upon the rock. I don't know the hand motions. Um, but we know what happens. If they don't, it goes splat, right? So we've heard the song. We've, we've learned the scripture. But there's something there that I've never caught before. And I was, I was preparing this passage, and I felt like God was sharing with me I'm going to read it again because I literally, like this week as I was preparing, I read it and I was like, I have never realized it said that before. So in verse 48, he is like a man building a house who dug deep and laid the foundation on the rock. When the floods rose and the stream broke against the house and could not shake it because it, and the, when the floods rose and the stream broke against that house and could not shake it because it had been well built. Did you guys catch it? He dug deep. It says he dug deep and laid the foundation on the rock. He laid his foundation on Jesus Christ. 
We have to be digging deep for this next generation. We have to make sure that we are building our foundation on the rock so that we can support these students, young adults, these kids, so that when they start building and doing the things that we only dreamed of doing, that it will not go flat, that we are preparing for them. We are building for them. We are building this foundation for them to continue to grow and to minister to hundreds and thousands of people that I believe they will do. Um, so how can we do this? Spend time digging deep in our personal life. Spend time digging deep in our prayer life, in worship, building this foundation for the next generation. Pray about how can I support this free, free generation, not just at this church, but just like people in your life that are in this age group of little to young adults. How can I support them? We could be praying for them. We can be praying for leaders. My desire as a youth pastor is to partner with parents and to really help because we only get them for like one hour uh, once a week if, they, if they're able to come every week. And so we don't have a lot of time. It's parents and grandparents and step-parents and people who have hours with them. We need to partner with them. And that's my desire as a youth leader and our youth team's desire is to partner with parents and be like, okay, how, what's going on? How can we get them growing? How can we get their faith ignited? How can we get this going? How can we grow them? Um, maybe that looks like stepping up in your schools. Maybe that looks like volunteering in schools. I know it's been kind of dicey to be able to do that, but how can we serve schools and teachers and students um, in our homes? How are we serving our students and our, and our kids in our homes? Um, because if we don't raise up this next generation, the world will. And the church will die if we don't have next generation, free generation. The church will die. They are the church of today. They are, as we say here, they are most important, our VIPs. Because in free generation, one of our DNA statements is that we are for this generation. That they are our most important, our VIPs. We, we, when we plan stuff, we are like, we are aiming it at them. It trickles up to us that are 29. Um, but we are aiming at them. We are focusing it on them because we know that they are going to be able to cover that soil and that ground. And our job is to support them and to pray for them and to mentor them and to disciple them. And maybe you can't serve at youth group or serve in kids' church, but you can pray for leaders and you can help set up and cut things out or whatever we, you know, whatever there is. We can do things to help support these students. Um, the last part, verse 49 says, but the one who hears and does Here's these are my words and does not do them is like a man who built his house on the ground without a foundation. And when the streams broke against it, immediately it fell and ruin of the house was great. And that just like breaks me. As a youth pastor, as somebody working in this ministry, I will never would want to see that happen to any of these students. I can just tell you that my experience that I've had in um, youth ministry the last couple years of students has been something I've never seen. I've never seen a generation and a youth group so on fire and so hungry to learn and to grow. And it's just this, they're so wanting truth. They so want to know what God says about this. You know, what does God say about this? How can I do this better? How can I live? I've never, I've never been a part that has been so hungry. And... I know that when we have these moments that we're able to pour into them. But I want to invite you guys, how can you pour into them? Because you're in their lives all the time. So God, how can I pour into these students? And how can I help them grow? 
And I want us to be asking ourselves this. We're going to get ready for the play, which that means I'm going to shut up. So, um, but I just don't want you leaving here today without a burden for this next generation. Because they do have it a lot harder than we had it. Sometimes we're like, oh, well, I did that in school. But it's a million times more hard than what we went through in school. And so I just want to encourage you guys, how can we be praying for them? How can we work with them? How can we honor them? And how can we help them grow so, with their, so the foundation will be strong for them? Because I, sometimes we say, oh, you're going to be a world changer. I've said that for a long time. But in God's eyes, wide open, I'm telling you that this next generation is going to be a world changer because they are, there's something special about this next generation and this upcoming generation that is beyond anything that I've actually ever seen. And so it's going to get dark. We're going to have the lights on and off. Um, this is an interactive play, so there will be some audience participation, which you'll see in a little bit. Um, so we have words on the screen. Please feel free to join with us in the songs with the words on the screen. Um, I'm going to pray real quick, and then we are going to watch our play here. God, thank you so much for who you are. God, I pray that as we get ready to watch our students uh, just do this play and all the hard work that they put in it, God, I pray, pray that these words that are spoken, the scenes that are acted out, God, will just pierce our hearts to remember why we celebrate Christmas. God, it's to remember the birth of your son who did come to pay a price. God, I just pray that as we... Um, listen and sing and worship you, God, that you will just be in this place. In Jesus' name, amen. <laughs> 